You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday, and I'm driving solo again. Driving solo again because I had to get this Run Pass Option podcast episode out. Because we had a couple of great games in the NBA on Wednesday. Had to talk about it. Had to. It's a must. Because it is some hooping going on in the NBA and a couple of great games that has a that had a couple of great players participating in it on Wednesday. The first was Milwaukee and Chicago. Talk about that in a minute. Because the last was Golden State and the Denver taking on the Denver Nuggets, the Golden State Warriors. You know the Golden State Warriors got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond and now Jordan Poole. They were taking on the Denver Nuggets uh, and Nikola Jokic, who's up for the NBA MVP award, and rightfully so, because big dude be straight balling. But anyway, they were taking on one another in the new Chase Center in Golden State, Golden State, trying to close out Denver. It was game five. Warriors went into the ball game, three games and one, and they ended the ball game, four games and one, because they took them out. Golden State moving on to the next round, taking down the Denver Nuggets and big Nikola Jokic. But it wasn't easy. Denver came out to ball. Denver came out to play some ball. And the, and the thing about it is that Nikola Jokic, I mean, big dude can really do some hooping. He can really do some hooping. And he's missing a couple of, you know, his, his best players. So he's not out there by himself. But big dog can do some hooping, but he just didn't have a chance. Now, Golden State, Steve Kerr went to a very, very small lineup. Not very, very small. They just took Kevon Looney out of there and put Steph Curry in the starting line. Yeah, you heard that right. They put Steph Curry, the best player on the team, one of the best players in the NBA, they put him in the starting lineup. Yeah, because Steph Curry had been coming off the bench for the first four games of this series because he had set out about a month after he hurt his foot. So they were trying to ease him in, had him on minute, minute restrictions. And while they, was, while they were easing him in, ha- had him on minutes restrictions, and while he was out, Jordan Poole was straight balling. Jordan Poole turned into the, 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 the next, well, now I ain't going to say the next triple triplet, but he turned into a splash brother, which to me makes him a triplet. So I call him the triple triplet. Jordan Poole had been balling, so Jordan Poole had been starting, and Sturve Curry had been coming off the bench. But now Sturf Curry is really ba- ready back to hooping, so they put him back in the starting lineup. But the the uh, uh, decision Steve Kerr had to make is, who do I bench? If I'm putting Steve, uh, Steph Curry back in the starting lineup, which he he rightfully belongs there, do I put Jordan, do I take Jordan Poole back and put him back on the bench as well as he's playing? No. So he decided to take his big man, Kevon Looney, take him off the court and off the starting lineup. So he went with a very very small lineup against the Denver Nuggets with big Nikola Jokic. So he started Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole, 
Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins. Really all guards and forwards. And Denver came out aggressive. Kind of took, took advantage of that small lineup. Took advantage of that small lineup. And they kind of dominated. Well, they ain't dominated, but you they did what you expect. They out-rebounded Golden State. 50 to 37, but it really didn't matter because Golden State came out. They took care of business. Now, Denver kind of controlled the game all the, for the first three quarters. They went into the fourth quarter up eight. But then Steph Curry said, you know, it's, it's my time. He finished with 30 points, 11 of those points coming in the fourth quarter. Steph taking over when he needed to take over. 11 points in the fourth quarter, 30 points in the game. They take down the Denver Nuggets, 102 to 98. And it wasn't just the 30 points he gave them. It's how he gave it to them. Of course, Steph, he's known for the threes. So he knocked down five threes on the night. But it's just some of the things that he did, especially late in the ball game, man, he just was being Steph Curry. And you expect him to go off in the fourth quarter, especially in the closeout game. And they say closeout games are the toughest. I, I don't play basketball, so I've never been in a closeout game, so I don't know. But he stepped up when he needed to. 30 points for the game, 11 points in the fourth quarter. And you know Steph Curry, the two-time MVP. He knocked in a three-point play. Not a three-point, a three-point play with about a minute th 30 left. Then he scored again with about 30 seconds left to secure the win. Then put his hands up on the uh, up his uh, uh, on his head as to tell everybody, night night, go to sleep. And Golden State being at home in a closeout game, uh, I got to give it to that Golden State crowd. They were they were they were loud. They gave their teams some energy. They gave them all the energy energy they need. They had a good performance, got, got some good minutes from Gary Payton Jr., the, the son of the glove, Gary Payton. He hit a huge three in the fourth quarter. Put Golden State in front with about a little less than seven minutes left to play. Put him up by two. He finished with 15 points. Hitting big shots. Hustling on defense. And, you know, his dad was known for defense and offense, too, but defense. So Gary Payton Jr. played a great game, gave them something they need. But Denver came out. I got to give them some credit. They fought. And after the first three quarters, it looked like they were in control of the ball game because they were. It looked like they probably were going to win the ball game. Because I know after halftime, It's 48 to 48, but man, shoot. Denver came out, hit seven of their first 10 shots to go up by 10. But, you know, Steph Curry, answers. Golden State, answers. And that's just what they did. And I got to give it to Steve Curry. He decided to go small. Could have hurt him. Because Nikola Jokic is a big dude. He dominated 30 points, 19 boards. Big Dog had 12 points in the last three minutes and 46 seconds. 
No one has any answer for him, and the Golden State definitely didn't have an answer for him. And he almost single-handedly, single-handedly won that game for them. But Steph Curry, the rest of his core, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Draymond Green, and Draymond Green played, Draymond Green played an outstanding ball game. He really did. 11.6 assists, but it's the energy he plays with and the leadership and the defense. When he's playing defense and playing energetic and he's engaged, I mean, it does, a, it does wonders for Golden State. And he had three block shots. And with those three block shots, he moved past Kevin Garnett for 22nd on the NBA's career postseason list. Think about that, man. Draymond Green ain't the tallest dude. Six eight, what six nine? Maybe I give his ass six seven, and he gets those block shots strictly off of effort. But that's what they did. Took care of the Denver Nuggets, closed them out when they needed to close them out. So now they move on to the second round, and Golden State can be scary, man. Once again, Steph Curry finishes with 30 points. He hits five threes. Clay Thompson, 15 points, nine rebounds. His shot was off. He just went one of six in three-point range. Jordan Poole, who I've been hooping, but of course, once Steph Curry comes back, Steph Curry gets those shots. I think Steph took 22 shots. So Jordan Poole is not going to get the same amount of shots he got uh, when he was starting and Steph for coming off the bench. Jordan Poole just eight points, but, you know, hey, that happens. But now they know they can count on him when they need him. Nikola Jokic led Denver with 30 points, 19 rebounds. And it's the, that's them 12 points in the last 346, man. That's just impressive. Big dude, just an impressive. He's just an impressive player. And it looked at some point, it looked like he tweaked his hamstring or something. Uh, but he toughed through it, came out there, hooped out, tried his best. But it just wasn't enough. And Golden State, Golden State is a scary squad. They are, and they're scary just simply because of Steph Curry, because when he's on, when he's on, they on. So they still were able to win, even though Klay Thompson had an off-night shooting, even though Jordan Poole, who has stepped up uh, to be, uh, like I said, a triple triplet. He didn't have the best game, and they still won the ball game. And the thing about it, they go ahead on and close out their series. Now they can rest. So they're going to take on the winner of the Grizzlies and Timberwolves, who are still playing. The Grizzlies up over the T-Wolves, three games to two. They play Friday. They play tomorrow. So the Warriors are going to get a little rest. And the Grizzlies and T-Wolves may easily go to seven games. Grizzlies up, like I said, three games to two. That series moves to Minnesota. And Minnesota has basically outplayed the Grizzlies, even though the Grizzlies – on a 3-2 lead. So that's either bad for the Grizzlies or it's bad for Minnesota because the Grizzlies haven't played their best ball game yet as a team, and they still lead three games to two. But Golden State closes out Denver, and, of course, the closer, Steph Curry. And I'm looking forward to it because if, if, if the Memphis Grizzlies can get past Minnesota, which is going to be tough, but if they can, I'm looking forward to see how that matchup will be because Golden State likes to play fast. And Memphis wants to play fast. 
Golden State not really going to be pushing you around and putting all that tough defense and being physical on you like Minnesota has been on Ja Morant at times and just period. So I would be curious to see, and I would love to see the Golden State Warriors versus the Memphis Grizzlies for one, because I'm a Memphis Grizzlies fan. I'm from Memphis. But I would love to see that up-tempo, man, Golden State with all those three-point shooters. But Memphis is a great three-point shooting team as well. But one thing Memphis has that Golden State doesn't have, Memphis be rebounding that rock, especially getting offensive glass, offensive rebounds. That's something Golden State kind of struggles at. Memphis is good at it because Memphis hits that glass. Memphis gets them points in the paint. Golden State like to play from the outside. Memphis will play from the outside with you as well, but they will take it inside. So that would be an interesting matchup if the Grizzlies get past the Timberwolves. And as I said, they got to get past the Timberwolves first, and that's a big if. Because Minnesota going back to the crib, but Memphis has won in Minnesota already this series, so we shall see. And the other game, the Bucs also were trying to close out the Bulls, Chicago Bulls, and it wasn't even close. The Bulls got bucked up. Milwaukee beats them 116 to 100, and it, was, it wasn't even close. Milwaukee beat the buck out of the Bulls. And it wasn't even that close. You look at the score, 116 to 100. Man, I think at one point, though, Milwaukee had a 29-point lead in the first half. They really just blew them on out of there. They shut him out, closed down the series, four games to one. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 33 points, nine rebounds. Pat Connaughton, 20 points, six of nine from three-point range, off the bench. Grayson Allen, 13 points, three of six, three-pointers off the bench. Drew Holiday, not my cousin. Last name spelled differently, but starting guard, point guard, 10 points, nine assists. Bobby Portis, 14 points, 17 rebounds. Huge rebounds. And the Bucs doing this without Chris Middleton, who's been out with that sprained MCL, and they still got it done. And the defending NBA champions, man, they're tough. When you watch them, because Giannis is just a – I mean, we, can, we say it, but for Giannis is a different dude. He's strong. His outside shot, jump shot is much better. And he's damn near impossible to keep him from getting to the rack. And, and, and he's long. Not only is he tall, he's extremely long. And he plays hard. Chicago didn't have an answer for him. No one has an answer for him. Because he had his way. 33 points, nine boards, and he just dominated the ball game. He's just a different specimen out there. And what I like about Milwaukee is that Giannis can play inside, he can play outside, he can run the floor. He plays good defense. He plays on both ends. But the thing about it, when you give it to Giannis, even if you give it to him, you can double him if you want. But he has good outside shooters. And that's the thing that's scary about Milwaukee. And they got a great role player with Bobby Portis, who, who's going to hit the glass. He's going to play tough. He gives you some toughness. And he doesn't bag down from anybody. Then you got Drew Holiday, who's a good player. He dribble penetrates, kick it out to those outside shooters. Or oh, he can give you buckets. I think Drew's averaged 18 points during the regular season, but come on, man. You dish out nine assists, 10 points. Then you get them dudes off the bench coming in, shooting like that. Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, combining, 
nine of 15 from three-point range. And Connaughton six of nine. And Grayson just been straight hooping this series. Milwaukee is a scary situation. But they are the NBA champions. They should be a scary situation. Now they move on to the next round to face the Boston Celtics. Don't know if they'll get, get Chris Middleton back or not. Probably not this series, but who knows? But that should be a nice matchup. Boston Celtics just swept the Brooklyn Nets on up out of there four games to none. Milwaukee did away with the Bulls four games to one. And the Boston Celtics looking real, real good. I mean, very, very good. But what they were able to do against Brooklyn and, and Kevin Durant, the way they frustrated Kevin Durant, ain't not going to be able to do that against Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's not going to happen. Kevin Durant is a great player, but the way they bullied Kevin Durant, pushed him around, physical, got him off his spot, got him off his shot, got him frustrated. He's trying to cut, come off screens. They banging him, getting him off balance, making him uncomfortable when he shot. Because Kevin Durant kind of lean, slim. That ain't going to work with Giannis. Giannis big, strong dude. Giannis thicker than Kevin Durant. That bullying and all that popping in the chest and Hitting them and out. That ain't going to work against Giannis. You can hit them, but you might bounce up off of them. Like I said, Boston did a good job. Being physical with Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant's body is really not built to just take all that punishment. To take all that physicality. So that game plan was good. And you know, Boston, they're going to try to keep you from driving. They're going to put them five players in the lane a lot of times, switch like they do. But Drew Holiday is good getting to the paint, getting into the paint. And Giannis is good get to the rock. And Giannis is not going to be pushed around that easily like Kevin Durant was because Giannis is a thicker, stronger dude. So even though Boston is a great defensive team, Boston is a good team. This should be a very, very good series. And I see this series going seven games. And I see Milwaukee winning this series. Because Boston, they do. They have Jason Tatum. He's outstanding. Jalen Green, he's outstanding. Marcus Smart, he's outstanding. And the thing about Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart is underrated. People don't talk about Marcus Smart as much. He's the defensive player of the year. But he also hits big shots, and he can give it to you on the offensive end. He's not required to, but he can give it to you on the offensive end. He gives it to you on both ends. But Kess don't really talk about Marcus Smart. You don't think about him offensively. But he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA postseason right now. Underrated, you say, hey, how you underrated? He's the defensive player of the year because he can give it to you on offense, but he's not required to give it to you on offense. He can knock down a big three when needed. He can drive. He can, he can lay it with the lefty. He can lay it with the righty. He can be physical. He can bump and get the bucket. But it is going to be tough without having Chris Middleton. Now, with Chris Middleton, Milwaukee is a different monster. But I wouldn't be surprised 
if they win the series. I expect the series to go seven games. So I expect them to be going at each other. And as I say, Boston is good. Boston has played extremely well. Did a good job with Brooklyn, but Brooklyn was the seventh seed. Milwaukee not the seventh seed. Milwaukee is a team that's been playing together as a team. They don't just throw the ball out there and say, just go hoop like Steve Nash was doing with the Brooklyn Nets. They game plan. They execute. Defensive game plan, offensive game plan. And they got a superstar who's unselfish, but he's also a dog. He's unselfish, but he also selfish. He's selfish, but he also unselfish. He's a, a, a leader who his team respects, and he plays hard, and his teammates follow his hard-playing example. And Boston plays hard. So that should be a very, very good matchup. That game won Sunday in Boston. Boston, the two seed in the East. Milwaukee, the three seed in the East. Then all this other side, you got the Miami Heat. They done moved on to the second round as well. But they waiting on the Sixers. Whatever they do. You expect them to. Well, you expect the Sixers. to take care of business and move on. That's what you expect. But Toronto is like, all right, come on, man. Cause the Sixers was up three games or nothing. Now Toronto the one the next two. So Miami waiting on them and the Bucks and Celtics ready to get it on. Ready to get it on. That's Sunday in Boston. Game one Sunday in Boston. Looking forward to that. On, on the NFL side, Arizona Cardinals. You know, they've been having problems with their quarterback, Kyler Murray. Kind of like, I need to get paid, man. I need a long-term contract. Y'all need to pay me. I don't know what y'all doing. I want that loop. I want to get paid like everybody else. Arizona like, oh, okay. Kyler Murray, man, y'all might need to trade me. Arizona like, oh, okay. Uh, no, 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 we good. So the Cardinals decided to pick up the fifth-year option on Kyler Murray. Which guarantees him $20 million, $29 million next season. A lot of money, huh? Kyler Murray's like, man, forget that, man. You got these quarterbacks out there getting half a half a billion dollar deals. $30, $35 million a year. That's what I want. But $29 million for next season is it's good. Cardinals pick up that 50 option. Guarantees him that. So we'll see how that plays out. That still doesn't mean that they can't trade him. But I like, I mean, me being a, a former a Ram, I like when these NFC West teams are all in disarray and not getting along with one another. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, yeah, a couple of, couple of games in the NBA on a Wednesday night. Golden State won on 298, but they did lose Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala. That really, that name really ain't said around Memphis because he, he when he got traded to Memphis, I ain't going to Memphis. He didn't want to play here, but he hurt his neck. So I think they say he's out for uh, – he didn't play in game five, so he's out for at least a week. A week. At least that's what they say. They'll reevaluate. But, yeah. But that's it.
that's going to do it for this edition of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports.